Hello and welcome to the St. Emlyn's podcast. I'm Simon Carley. I'm Natalie May. And we're here tonight to talk about something which we've seen quite a bit of in the emergency department, and that's the ingestion of button batteries. In fact, we see a lot of kids who ingest all sorts of stuff, don't we? Yeah, I've seen all kinds of weird and wonderful things. Kidney bean was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen because it didn't look like much until we got it out of this child's nose. And honestly, I cannot believe what on earth possessed her to stick it up there in the first place. But there's been bits of Lego, bits of those little plastic things that sit on the bridge of your nose if you wear glasses, all just all manner of beads and sequins and anything that's even remotely exciting kids seem to have this fascination with sticking them in their ears and in their noses and then occasionally eating them or swallowing them. Well, eating and swallowing them is generally, normally, a pretty good thing to do. I've seen loads of stuff. I guess my worst ever was a rolled up ball of aluminium foil, you know, that you'd wrap a turkey in. And so it, they created a ball full of spikes and then shoved it up their nose. Now, I can tell you, you try and remove one of those, you get a lot of bleeding. It's pretty unpleasant. So there are risks, aren't there, associated with sticking things in your noses, in your ears, and all those kind of things, really. This is so common that I actually did my clinical topic review, my CTR, for the FCHEM exam on using handheld metal detectors to work out whether or not we had to x-ray children if they'd swallowed coins. And that's a very long story that I won't bore you with. I think we probably can, is the bottom line, but we probably need to do a little bit more work around it first to be definitely sure. Sure, so foreign body ingestion in children is really, really common. Quite different to adults. Adults do all sorts of things with foreign bodies, but we don't really want to get into that today, is that fair? Yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a different kettle of fish, let's call it. Yeah, so then moving swiftly on. You've recently done an excellent article about the ingestion of one particular problem on the Stemlins blog, and that is the problem of button batteries. Because button batteries are pretty small, they do fit up your nose, you can swallow them. What's, what's the big issue with those? Yeah, so they're, they're really easy to get hold of. Um, they're the kind of batteries that you sometimes find in watches, in uh, little musical badges that you get at Christmas, the ones that light up and in your Christmas hat that's got flashing lights on it. They're the little round ones and they look like a disc and they come in a variety of sizes. And they, they look fairly innocuous. They're quite similar in dimension to coins. But the problem with those is under the right circumstances, if they get wedged against a mucosal surface, they actually generate a small amount of current and they can cause burn and that can happen relatively quickly within two hours and it can have catastrophic consequences. Yeah and certainly I've been involved in some cases where the the catastrophic consequence has actually been death. These are really serious events and coming up to Christmas as we are now, coming up to Halloween, coming up to Christmas, there'll be lots and lots of these in many of the houses where small children are playing. So it's likely that as an emergency physician dealing with children you'll see somebody who shoves something up the nose which could be a button battery. So what are we going to do? Well, the first thing is to work out where it's where it's gone to. So bottom batteries in ears and noses should be removed and they should go to the ear, nose and throat doctors and they should go relatively quickly. The surfaces in there aren't quite as moist as they are if they're ingested and they go into the esophagus, but they still can cause chemical burns and then that can cause fibrosis and all sorts of longer term problems and obviously the erosion can go through to blood vessels and cause spectacular bleeding. So definitely noses and ears, they should go to ear, nose and throat doctors and they should be removed as soon as possible. You might be able to do that in the emergency department but they need to have an ENT uh, review afterwards. And then there's the other group of kids who have ingested them they may not tell you that that's what they've ingested and then it becomes a bit of a guessing game. So the first thing is to have a, 
a high index of suspicion. There was a good study that showed that in most cases where a bus and battery had been ingested, it had been taken directly out of whatever it had been in. So the parent had come down and found the child with a toy or a watch or something and the battery was missing and the child said, I've eaten it. So they might not have witnessed it, which is relatively common, but there was some clear indication. But it, it's not always the case and we do need to be suspicious when we see children who we think might have ingested something. And then it all comes down to where exactly the, the battery is. Okay, so children, they may or may not tell you that they've taken a battery, and it depends on the age of the child, I guess. Very small children aren't going to tell you this. But I suppose in general, people don't leave batteries lying around in the same way that they leave coins lying around in other foreign bodies. So it's relatively unusual. Yeah, we don't see it that commonly. And they, I think they're, they're not as common, these kind of disc batteries, as other batteries, as like the batteries you put in your remote control or in, in your, your clock necessarily. So they're, they're relatively harder to get hold of and they're usually quite well secured into whatever device they're in. But it's still a possibility and so it's worth, in the first instance, pay people, parents, and generally if you've got children around anywhere, knowing that these things are not safe for children to be around because of the risk that they're just going to decide that they're shiny and exciting and they should eat them. It can be quite difficult. I saw a patient recently who parents brought the child in and said the child had reported putting a battery up their nose. So we had a really good look. I, honestly, I really did have a good look up the nose and there were no respiratory symptoms, the child was well, and we just didn't feel quite right. So, and I'm not sure this is in any guideline, we decided to do an x-ray of the face. And there it was, in the posterior nasopharynx, a large button battery. And I was so glad I'd done that. It was just it was a suspicion from the parents. The story is there from the history of the parents, from the child on this occasion. It's definitely worth pursuing. Yeah, and that's the really good thing about button batteries is that they are radio opaque. So they're you can see them on x-ray so you can see them on the chest x-ray and abdominal x-ray or uh, in facial views if that's what is if that's where you think the battery is and if there is a risk that they have the battery stuck somewhere it's worth doing that radiological investigation to find them they can be difficult to differentiate from coins particularly on chest x-ray so if the if they're lodged in the esophagus they tend to sit front on so you'll see a circular shape but there's a, a very characteristic double shoulder appearance where you see the two circles superimposed on each other, which you don't see in a coin. And that's highly suggestive that there's a button battery. Um, and that should be something you're specifically looking for, as well as the location. Well, that's really interesting because there's some there's a battery called a CR2032, which if you're into cycling, believe me, you've been through a lot of those batteries because they're the classic that you get in your little speedometers for bikes. And I've seen hundreds of those but I've never seen one on x-ray but you say you get a dull double image with these batteries yeah there's actually there's a link on the blog post itself to a page in radiopedia which is a fantastic open access radiology site and they've got some really good images of the double shoulder appearance of button batteries in chest x-rays where they've been ingested so we're going to have a look for this and we're going to really actively seek out these batteries. Let's say we take an x-ray of a child who's supposedly taken an ingestion of a battery and we see this double image and it's that classic stuck in the esophagus, roughly about the level of the manubrium sternal joint. You see, you've seen these many, many times before. Is that something we can leave till tomorrow? We can send the patient home, bring them back in the morning, or is it a surgical emergency? 
No, it is a surgical emergency. Much like, if, to be fair, if there was a coin stuck there, you're still going to get the surgeons to try to remove that. But whereas with a coin, you might try to, if the child's well, you might try to get them to swallow some water and then re-X-ray and see if it's moved. You may not do that. That you're absolutely not going to do that with your with the button battery. So they need to be removed as soon as possible. If the if the child's asymptomatic, which usually they are, referral immediately to the surgical team, or very occasionally the gastroenterologist might do a scope. In most children's hospitals, it's the general surgical team who will do the scope to go down and remove that from the esophagus and that also gives them an opportunity to have a look around and see if there is local damage there which as I've said before can be visible within within as little as two hours. Gosh surgical emergency get them to somebody who can take it out essentially so it's going to have to be done pretty much as soon as they can do it and that's fantastic so that's if we know it's there we know it's going to be removed is there a possibility that we may see children who we never even knew had a button battery ingestion? So it may be that the child is having some sort of complication further down the line and those children would tend to be symptomatic. Those are the most likely occurrences where we would see the child when we haven't known that they've swollen the battery. So if in the first instance the battery gets beyond the gastroesophageal junction and out of the stomach, it can pass relatively safely through the intestinal system and out the other end, and you might not even see it at all. There's a possibility that parents might bring the child when they've passed it in their poo, having noticed that it looks a bit unusual, but by then it's out. And it's worth considering whether they might have, in that instance, ingested more than one, but you're not going to worry too much. The kids that are the most concerning, really, are the ones who turn up who are symptomatic, and they tend to be very, very unwell. And they'd be symptomatic if the coin had been, uh, if the button battery, sorry, had been lodged for some time, had caused some erosion, and then they'd start to have some potentially very, very nasty symptoms, which might include major hemorrhage, might include gastrointestinal symptoms, so diarrhea, vomiting, hematemesis, melina potentially. They might be febrile if they've got fistula formation. They tend to be really quite unwell. And uh, as we mentioned right at the beginning, it can be catastrophic. Mm. And there's been certainly some cases in, in our neck of the woods where children who've had button batteries removed have then become symptomatic eight, nine, ten days down the line. And unfortunately, on some occasions, even die from catastrophic hemorrhage, even when the button battery has been removed. So presumably, we've got to be really careful about discharge instructions with these children as well. Yeah, absolutely. So even though they can have the damage to the esophagus if it's lodged there within as little as two hours, even if you remove it within that two hours and the esophagus looks okay, there can still be damage that is maybe not necessarily noticed or thought not to be particularly bad and they can then present um, even weeks down the line with catastrophic problems related to the original ingestion. So if we're, if we're able to remove the the button battery and then we're going to send the child home we have to be really careful in terms of telling mum and dad what to look out for. So if they've got any concerns at all, if there's signs of occult or visible frank uh, GI bleeding, so hematemesis, melina, change in stool, if they've got signs of an acute abdomen or abdominal obstruction or just simply persistent or severe abdominal pain, if they're vomiting or they've got any respiratory symptoms, so respiratory distress or a persistent cough, or if they're just refusing to eat, and sometimes they can be febrile as well, although so many children are febrile, that on its own is probably not a particularly good sign to go looking for button batteries in all these children. But yeah, it's worth going through all of these things with uh, with the parents, making sure that they know what to look out for, and also uh, to, to come back if they're concerned about anything at all. Lots of places advise going through the poo to see if the, the button battery has passed, and that most of them will pass within two weeks. I think that's a really difficult area to advise on. It's obviously quite unhygienic, 
two weeks worth of poo is a lot of poo and if, if a child's old enough to be out of nappies it's it's going to be impractical as well you're not with your child 24 so actually it might be more sensible to give those children a planned follow-up appointment and potentially even re-x-ray and make sure that you can see that the, the baton battery is is moving on or has actually been voided out altogether i think that's good advice i mean asking parents to go through a lot of poo is probably a fairly unpleasant thing to do yeah i don't think i'd want to do that to be honest no, you'd certainly want to buy a new colander, wouldn't you? So, in summary, button batteries, pretty dodgy stuff, actually, and we really can't consider them to be the same as other ingested foreign bodies, and certainly not the same as coins. We've got to be high index of suspicion. There are some radiological clues, and we know that they're radiologically opaque, so we can use plain x-rays to find them. If they're there, they've just got to come out. Is that a fair summary? They've just got to come out. Uh, yeah, as long as they're if they if they manage to get out of the stomach and they're and they're showing on the X-ray either in the stomach itself or, or well beyond there, then the, there is no real panic. But th- those are the only circumstances. So in ears and noses, they need to come out, and definitely within the esophagus, they need to come out as soon as possible. In the stomach, you've got a little bit more time. It may it will probably pass, but you're going to be thinking very carefully about observing and potentially re-X-raying those kids. Okay, and if we've taken it out, that's great. But even then, we've got to be careful and we've got to give really good follow-up advice for these parents and children. And if you want to go through the poo, great, but yeah, no, a bit tricky. Not entirely convinced about that. But if you're not going to go through it, then consider the possibility of doing follow-up x-rays. Although there is a bit of controversy about that one, which we're not going to go into now. But there is a bit of controversy about whether or not you do to follow-up x-rays for ingested foreign bodies. But the bottom line is, be a little bit scared. Be a little bit worried. And come back again soon there's so much more coming from the Stemlands podcast please visit the blog please go to facebook and like us none of us are exactly sure what liking on facebook means we're not really facebook sort of people but please go find us on the internet love us we love you enjoy your emergency medicine